Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I lost count of a thing that I was counting and I'm still mad about it. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. 1-8-5-7-8-6-7-5-3-0-9. What? Why didn't you just start separating them into like separate piles as you counted them? I did. That would be smart. I did, but they're kind of slippery and they fell on the floor. And then that uh, uh, kind of uh, threw a wrench and everything. Slippery when wet. Isn't that a Bon Jovi album? Sure. Anyway, uh, so today on the show, we're uh, we're talking about the most consequential sets of the entire game, because it uh, looks like we're coming near the end of V era here, and we want to see what things have... Uh... We don't even know that. Well, maybe. Maybe. We well, can dream. We oh, can I dream. It, it Just, what sets have uh, completely changed the landscape of the game upon their release from the very beginning of the game. No, the first set does not count. Go fuck yourself. Uh, and uh, we're just going to kind of go through it and explain why. So who wants to kick it off? Yeah. Uh, I think I can start on one that we can all agree was pretty strong early on. All right. All right, if you don't mind. Have at it. Uh, so... When Vanguard first started, um, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if anyone played back then, but everyone was playing like actual like nonsense decks filled with like Draconic Overlord, Conro, Kagro Triggers, and random other assorted cards, including but not limited to Mister Invincible. Yeah, because <laughs> you could like Invincible Overlord and a lot of stand triggers. Yeah, because oh yeah, and because you could do extreme fight, right? Yeah, you, you could. Yeah, you could play. The fight was the norm because there weren't enough sets yet. Yeah, yeah, and they hadn't started printing Lord yet, so things could uh, things weren't like punishing you for not having all the same clan. Mm-hmm. So you could just like do whatever you wanted, basically. So people were like having like, these rearguard draconic overlords. They sixteen k your rear, and then you'd guard it, and then they hit a stand trigger and stand it and do it again. <laughs> it was great times. Great fun. Fun was had by all. And then you use what Mister Invincible to countercharge? Was that the? Yeah, yeah. So one set that we got, I, I don't know how, maybe pretty early comparatively, was we got this set called Calvary of Black Steel, and this set didn't have that many like. So I guess I should start off saying that we got Gold Paladins pretty early in English, because mm-hmm. it was like one, so, two, six, right? One, two, seven. No, seven was where Great Nature came out, and that came out later. I remember. Okay, that. one, two, six. Right, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. And then we got. Uh, we we just got a ton of stuff super 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 early, so and that had oh that had blonde Ezel, right and yes. Vivian right, so we had super early gold paladin, and then they mm-hmm. printed um, the extra booster that contained gold paladin pretty early. It also contained Spike Brothers cards and random Meg Colony cards, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the real uh, card that mattered was Spectral Duke Dragon, and so basically they put this ride chain in the game that was like a plus four if you hit it. Yeah, or not it, a plus. It's like a, it was maybe it was like a plus two, but you could sack like draw triggers and stuff. So it ended up being just really big value. Because it was and, like ride grade one, search top seven for two or three. Ride grade two, call top two cards of deck, right? Mm-hmm. And then ride grade three, do the same thing. And then Duke was a restander. Yeah. In ancient Vanguard. <laughs> but you had what counterblast two, choose retire three gold pal- retire three of your units, and then it stands and you lose a drive. Yeah, but it was, it was still LB. big. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was two retire three gold paladin rear guards, and yeah, it loses one drive. Yeah, 
So you just had like the super, and not like restanders were like new. You had draconic overlord, but it could only restand when attacking the uh, rear guards, right? Mm-hmm. This was, and and I guess so. This was kind of the first like vanguard restander, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was this was just... the first card that could just. Yeah, oh, it has to attack a vanguard. So yeah, this is the one that just straight up restood when attacking the vanguard mm-hmm. in the English release order. Yep. And this yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't on hit, which was a big deal because a lot of early stuff was on hit reliant. Aforementioned Dragonic Overlord, you know. This deck dominated early tournaments, and I believe won the 2012 Worlds, the first Worlds. And then, and it wasn't until we got, actually got the set, you know, with the other good cards in it, that this deck started to fall off. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I think this is like my first choice of like big set uh, messing with us. Definitely. I mean, it, it was one of those things where I thought you were going to choose probably the next one here. Uh, but th- I, this is one of the ones I completely forgot about, but the the love for Spectral Duke is still there, because when it was announced in this upcoming set that they're like, oh, we're making, making Spectral Duke, everyone's like, yes, you're like, okay. I still think the funniest thing is when they printed Chrome Jailer, but like they just showed us the art. And everyone oh. thought it was a cross ride for Spectral Duke. That's right. I and then it was just not. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> oh my god. And like, they made him a little better in Zero, but like, not that much. Yeah. It, was, it was like, a, you, you kill stuff for 10k and a crit, and it's a Persona Blast for calling stuff. You're like, man, get the fuck out of here. Um, Yeah, but uh, Rootbeard, did, did you have the... Persona Blasting. There you go. Yeah, so we've been kind of talking around it, but English release sets in a different order, and my first pick for early Vanguard of, holy shit, what the fuck did you do, Bushi Road, is Booster Set 5, Awakening of Twin Blades, the one that had, what's his name, Majesty Lord Blaster and Dote in it. Like, it was such... Su- that set was such a problem that they had to change the release order in English for balancing reasons, because they were like... It not only had Dote and Majesty Lord Blaster, it also had Phantom Blaster Overlord. Oh my god. Yeah. It wasn't even that this set was like... had like only a couple cards. This set had like three good cards in it. Like yep. three like... like bosses. That Bosses that were not locked to Limit Break and kept being good even after Limit Break was introduced. Correct. Well, precisely so they, because they were in limit breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like, the, like even, even in limit break era, Dote goes on to be played until, like, he doesn't fall out until you start seeing, like, the end of break ride right before Link Joker. Yeah. Because Dauntless starts to fall off against, like, just other, like, other, like, really powerful decks, especially when BT12 comes out and you have Raging Form. Hmm. And then he just shows up again at a, you know, later, and he's like, oh, look, I'm actually still being played. But yeah. just like, he's just something to do early, on hit, counter blast two, just pitch a copy, restand, just don't lose twin dive or anything, just do it. Mm-hmm. And God forbid you have four counter blast and two copies. Yep. And he's still to return because that wasn't really a thing yet. I mean, who would do it more than once? Come on. I mean, I, this guy was restricted in Japan. Oh, that's right. They put it to two, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, 
it, it, it's even worse in Vanguard Zero because there's no like guarding on purpose. It's all like your great twos mm-hmm. are intercepts. Your PGs are compulsory when you're about to lose. So this guy's on hit, like all unhit effects are just good in Vanguard Zero, and this is especially the case because you're like, all right, attack the guy because I can, uh, and nothing you can do can stop me. And also the effect is right. instead of just restand, it's restand and draw two. So yep, because you're done. because the, your drive checks don't go to hand. So there's mm-hmm. just a chance that you can like cheese your way into another one. Like, hit, discard, Persona Blast, restand. Oh, I drew another one. Let's do it again. Like, Yep. <laughs> yeah, seems good to me. <laughs> Isn't it great when you do your twin drive and you just flip another copy of Dote? I know. I, like, I, I used to relish like just seeing it go to damage. I'm like, yeah, that's one out of the way. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Majesty Lord Blaster was just, of course, like... So, big thing about Dote that was like really valuable at the time was it being a 13k base a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it was a crossride, so you were just like more defensive than normal. People didn't have like weren't gaining tons of power. People were lucky to hit sixteen half the time, and so like being eighteen means that you just gain a lot of advantage just by being that large. Yeah, Magic yeah. Blaster were similar, except instead of getting to eighteen or instead of getting to thirteen, it would only get to seven or twelve. Uh, it would only get to twelve. So mm-hmm. like, but you had to use twelve k crit two Vanguard the whole time, and mm-hmm. extra crit back then was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's just all the and, time. You don't got to work for it. You're like, up. Oh, I'm there. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you do it once, and then you're like a 22k to crit, and they're like a PG it because of course they will. And then you're like also 12 to crit. <laughs> so. Um. And then like for some reason, PBOs like affect the the persona blast for the 10k and a crit thing. That wasn't the important part. The important oh, part was just, just being, being a cross ride, being the 13k base. <laughs> It wasn't just that. Uh, Nightmare Painter was also in the set. Mm. So, like, you could actually play Nightmare Painter in your PBO deck and just, like, on Great Through Ride be cross-ridden. I think every every other clan got a version of that, too, but it's just PBO wanted it. Was it was so much better in PBO because, like, you had Nemain, the old Nemain, the 3K mm-hmm. Great the three K Great 2 mm-hmm. to discard, like, extra Grade 3s to draw cards. Mm-hmm. So you could actually, like, refresh a lot of your hand that was kind of dying. And to um and like just never use a persona blast because why waste counter blast on that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Such a wacky thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and like if you were playing against like dope players who didn't know really the matchup, and they would just start even like even, they would like let them hit and they'd activate dote and they would lose the game because of it. Because they're probably not killing you number one, and like number two is now they're closer to deck out and they played a lot of draws. <laughs> right. I think uh, dope normally played six six. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that with uh, this might be like the seminal set of the original era, and that is up for debate. But I do think it's a good contender for it because, like, if you have to change the release order because of a set, it's a pretty good uh, argument for it being like the set that like affected the most. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I leave that, like, if you disagree with me, please, uh, at Nexus at Night on Twitter. We, we want to hear from you. Um, my my set that I, I wanted to put forward was not uh, due to a small amount of salt, but... Uh, so, normally you're thinking, oh, brake rides, that that was a big seismic shift. Well, that's that was on purpose. Uh, I put forward instead not uh, BT 10, 11, or even 12, the introduction of Link Joker... 
I put forth set 13, Catastrophic Outbreak, which was mm-hmm. the introduction of not only Chaos Breaker Dragon, uh, the, the herald of my nightmares, but uh, <laughs> w- this is also the set that we got Tetra Drive Dragon. God, that card's mm. so good. Mm-hmm. For Aqua Force, like yeah. <laughs> uh, you had other strong cards in here, like the Ethics Buster Crossroads, uh, both Reverse and Extreme. Um, you had a couple other Reverse cards in here, like the Ramiel Reverse and uh, Reverse Dayusha, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> An original Saber Zero, the worst, the 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 shittier Crossride. Um, What's crazy about this set is some of the double R's were just good. Yeah. Like, I think the best... So the best card for the Nintendo release set was, unironically, the Dimensional Robo PG. Mm-hmm. Like, unironically, that's the best card in the set. But yes. you look at Great Nature, they had two insane double R's in Leopold Reverse and Chat Noir. Yes. That's another reason I like, picked this set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, those cards were just absolutely insane. Like, that deck was like... if if. We didn't have that shitty team format at that time. I think that deck's just good. Yeah, um, because you would run... Really I hated that team format. But you you would run, like, 12 stands, Leopold Reverse, and Chattanoir, and then... I don't think 12 stands is correct. I think not playing the uh, move to soul 3k draw was a mistake. Oh, I forgot about that guy. At least playing that. Yeah. Like, I think I played 6 stand, 2 crit, 4 draw, or something stupid. Mm-hmm. But I like the stands in that deck a lot. Because you had Tank Mouse, you had... Uh, so, you had Tank Mouse and to, to rest, give 4k, dope, and then, then lock, lock it lock for it. another two dopes. Yeah. And if you brokered Leopold on a Tatanoir, you just drew, like, six cards. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely nuts. And you had Duck Bill, you had Lamp Camel... Because you didn't use any counterblast in that deck. Yeah, you, you had the original Binoculus Tiger just for doping. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had um, the Grade 2 11k uh, Compass Lion. Yeah. And that deck was just so good. And he was free in that deck. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. That was the Great Nature build of choice up until the Legion, uh, the promo Legion, which was one of the better promo Legions Oh, for sure. Ever. That thing was great. Um, like... Tetra Drive Dragon was the poster child for Aqua Force for uh, kind of the rest of the original series up in, like... Yeah, I think up until g honestly, because their Legion was uh, not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, the only problem I have with Tetra Drive is that sometimes you'd heal on attack. <laughs> that was right. And you'd heal out of limit break, and you're just like, I want to die. Yeah, and that's when and you... I think... Hmm. What's funny is Chaos Breaker is like the most remembered card out of this set, but it actually wasn't even good very long. Yeah. Like, when I was thinking about it and thinking about all the times Link Joker has been in the game, I'm like, you know, for as much as we hate Locke, I don't think Link Joker has ever been like oppressively meta the way other decks will bring out throughout this episode have been. To let it be known... Chaos Breaker was good for about a month. <laughs> it was annoying to play against. I think that's what it was. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. And I and I know that our position on defensive card design has shifted from you know maybe two three years ago when we were doing this to now, where maybe mm-hmm. maybe we would have looked upon Chaos Breaker and Link Joker like locking stuff on board uh, more favorably now, after seeing everything I- go on. 
I think my favorite memes about Link Joker, like when they first were shown, was the memes making fun of Mega Colony. Like, what are you here for? <laughs> Poor <laughs> Mega Colony. The only thing they really had over that was like Vanguard stunning, and even then they were like, okay, soldiers. They didn't even have that. Well, no, they they got it before then. It was like BT eleven or twelve, right? Are you the talking Cyclone about the tooth? Uh, I think. Yeah. You're talking about the break. Yeah, Cyclone tooth. They didn't get that until BT fourteen. Oh shit! You're right. Never mind. Yeah, they got it hella late. Yeah. Damn. Poor Mega Colony. Um, I I think this is one of those things where like maybe it didn't make a big impact right then, but it was like the beginning of, uh the fandom of Chaos Breaker, because it looks fucking awesome. That scythe of his? Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. I say BT-14. Yeah. I actually meant BT-15. Oh my god, you're right! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Poor Mega Colony. Mega Colony went from... When was the last time Megas got support? Before that. They went from BT-4, Eclipse of Illusionary Shadows... Which had like Amon or something, I don't remember. Uh no. BT... Oh no, that one didn't have Amon. That was BTO three. That was... Oh, that was PBD the the, the set. Right. <laughs> so they had they went from Giraffa in BT four all the way to BT fifteen. They did not have one set of support between those times. Oh my god, BT four, BT fifteen, and then it took until GBTO four and even then it was kind of ass to Correct. <laughs> oh oh my god. It was like just actually hated. Yeah. The 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 like the only time they really started being a thing is either, like, the two, like, extreme anti-meta picks of uh, Premium era, and also, like, late mm-hmm. G-era, because, like, the Gradora stuff was fairly solid. It wasn't until they got the tech, tech booster that they even had, like, a real complete deck. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Oof. Ow. Poor guys. Yeah. Um, Let's suck to be a Mega Colony main. This, like, this set is kind of, like... Uh, if you're learning about World War One and you're like, you know, Hitler was a soldier in World War One, and people are like, shit, he's there too. Like, he wouldn't be a big problem till later, but like, he's here now. That's cool, I guess. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Shall yeah. we talk about why? Uh, I don't know who's who wants to do this one. Why? Why was Chaos Breaker not good after a month? What happened? <laughs> oh, uh, we'll, 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 so get, we'll get to of... that. We'll get to that yeah. later. But yeah, what were you saying? What? Uh, well, uh, now I forgot. I'm pretty sure just reiterating that, like, as annoying as we think Link Joker is, it's it's never been particularly strong. I know Glendios was a thing also, but, like... Oh, yeah, I forgot about Glendios. Don't think anyone cares. I think Vanguard players get a little frustrated whenever they can't play their game plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And against Link Joker, sometimes just can't. Yep. So, So. wait, do, do you think maybe, like, Link Joker was never played at the level that it is because you get, like, peer pressure out of it? Where your friends kind of hate you Maybe. a little no. bit? No? No, I think people, no, I think people like, level in that. Yeah, and also, like, I'm now thinking back to times when I played against Link Joker, and this is, like, late Giera, too. I never felt oppressed by it. Like, slightly annoyed sometimes, but, like, never really oppressed. Um, I mean, I, I had mostly, like rearguard centric deck so I was always uh, irked by the lack of a game plan especially like over in Giera where it gets you know to ridiculous yeah. levels but you know at the time there was like ways to play around it especially with great nature You're like alright dope my stuff it dies at the end phase have at it sir yeah. you know? and also like at the very very beginning 
Schwarzschild dragon was just not good. Sure wasn't. I had to. Well, Google. That was the ride chain. Don't remind me of that. I had to Google that. I totally forgot what it did. Yeah, Locke was like real bad when it was introduced, and then Chaos Breaker made it slightly better. Yep. Play like yeah. an Lord or something. <laughs> but as Matt was saying, and on the topic of Jesus Christ, how is Dragonic Overlord BN constantly being played? We have extra booster nine, Divine Dragon progression. Oh my god, this set. <laughs> yeah. I set that got Conroe banned. Yeah. And it introduced Novel Vague, which is not actually the meta card. No, it is. No, it was part of it, but I think the real play was uh, Novarella Man. So that is a grade one rare that where you take Novel Vague, reveal it to your opponent, where on ride you can reveal Novel Vague to your opponent, and that no on ride or place actually on ride or on call. I should read this card before I start actually reading it mm -hmm. to you all. I mean, reading is so, in fact hard, so you know, do your best. Yeah. Okay, let me start over, because I am very smart. So, <laughs> it is a grade one rare, where on Rider Place, you can reveal Novel Vague, the grade four, and if you have a Kagura Vanguard, which you almost certainly will, search your deck for one grade three or greater Kagura, reveal it to your opponent, and put it in your hand. Guess which grade three Kagura unit you're going to be searching out every time? Not every time. That's true, but like most of the time. Yeah, most of the time you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get dope, right? Yep. <laughs> but there was a thing you could do in this deck, in this set that made I think Novel a lot uh, more annoying than it, than it normally would be. <laughs> Is there's a card called Cruel Dragon? So it's a Cruel Dragon's a triple R, and it it, it, ha it has some limit break ability, but literally no one's ever activated the ability in the history of the game. The real ability that I had is when it's in your hand, you can reveal it, choose a grade two or greater Kagro Vanguard, and rest it. Mm. Then, during the main phase of this of that turn, if your opponent's rear guard was put into the drop zone, you can ride this card as stand and you get minus three K power. <laughs> the point is, it's a grade three. Yep. So if you're going second, you can actually uh... skip to grade three before your opponent. Yeah, you can even do. Oh, you can do this actually going first too. You can just be like, as long as you have something to pop. Yep. So basically, like, you just shove Cruel Dragon onto Vanguard and be like, okay, cool, I'm on grade 3. I don't care that, like, I'm losing power for this turn. That doesn't matter. What matters is that now I'm grade 3, you can ride Novell. Yeah. And then, you know, you still have the option of Dote if you don't feel like dealing with Limit Break. And then there's Novell itself, which just nullify your opponent's trigger effects. Your opponent can't call grade zeros from hand, which is still fairly relevant because... Big shield. All of your relevant guard was zeros? Yeah. Yep. And it was a 13k base? Yeah. And could randomly wipe your whole board. Mm-hmm. The uh, Kind of... My favorite thing was when I was... kind of had everything. I was Googling Novel Vague just now, and it turns out there's a band called Novel Vague. <laughs> so I had to be like, Novel Vague Vanguard. Okay, there it is. Uh. Yeah. So this deck just kind of had everything. You had Pride Acceleration. It had... Restanding pressure from Dote. You had just fuck your heel triggers with Novell. Yeah, the deck just literally had it all. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it doesn't even. 
nullify it at five damage. It's just nullified all the time, so you can just During never your turn, heal. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, so you can never heal out of shit. And, like, the fact that you could search out uh, Novella Man with uh, Conro was kind of the mm. big breaking point of the deck, is that this deck's just too good with Conro. They eventually uh, banned Conro starting Vanguard, and the, the the Vanguard people were playing, or the starting Vanguard people were playing after it was the uh, Great Three Searcher, actually. <laughs> Because that was, like, the next best card. I don't even remember the name of that card, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm Red not Striker Kid, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. I remember I remember what it looks like. It has, like, a like a gray, like, almost main thing. I don't remember. Uh, but, like, a red hat or something. I don't remember. Don't look at me. Um, because you can't, because we're doing this in audio. Uh, True. So, like, I, again, Legionera, that was on purpose. <laughs> they were like, okay, this is yeah. happening. We're doing this. Well, um, did we have anything else for like late limit break era? Oh, um, hmm. Again, Glendius there were was... some cool things, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know how much it affected things going forward. Mm-hmm. Like there were some cool stuff to come out, but I don't remember it being like the nut. Because like. Like, you know, stuff will inevitably change the game upon its release. That's yeah. how card design works. It's stuff that, like, warped everything or, like, was a seminal event. Like, release of Ezel Scissors, yes, you can unlock stuff now. That doesn't mean that it's, like, you know, Link Joker mm-hmm. so has I guess brought is, to its knees. There is one card I want to bring up, and not, I don't know if this is a good set to bring up or not, but I kind of want to talk about it just because it was, like, a really big deal and, like... How people wanted to, how, like, basically, it was kind of an exciting thing when it was first shown because it was, it was like the first like big boss unit that was like actually mm-hmm. like good, mm-hmm. and that was a uh, so BT fifteen Infinite Rebirth had a uh, Star Vader Omega Glendios. <laughs> so this card was like you, literally Yu Gi Oh villain card, but like playable. <laughs> So it's like LB5, and this I think this is one of the first cards to ever have... I think this might be the first card to ever say something like this. If the main remain phase, the number of your opponent's lock cards is five or more, you win the game. Yeah, so if you yeah. had the, uh, the the alternate win condition. Yeah. And then it had, you know, abilities to uh, continuously, like, to lock your opponent's cards for an extra turn, and then you could play with all these, like, wacky reverse units. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. you your, your Leopold reverse, your Lucier reverse, all the cool reverse cards. And it was just so sweet. It was and a like, uh, it was inconsistent as a deck because of all the reverse units. Well, I mean, the starter was really powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Because you line? had the starter. Um, which one? It's like World Line or World Loop or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you could reveal a uh, a reverse unit to search to search top whatever for. Like something else. Let me let me get the exact text of this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what rarity it was, honestly. Um, I think it was a rare. Worldline. There we go. Yeah. 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 So you so you just discard a right uh, uh, any reverse unit. Maybe your ride phase if you just have a link to or Vanguard and you're and this is in soul or on Vanguard Circle to activate this ability. Uh, you get to look at top five for up to one link to card and add it to your hand. So it it dug a lot. Mm-hmm. The problem is with this with this deck is like you uh you needed a lot of 
like the card itself wasn't easy to get Glendius at the time until they printed it in this PR in like a million different places. Mm-hmm. But it was like super sweet. This is like the first time they're like, "Here's Big Boss Monster. We're gonna make it sweet." Now, and this... people did play this card for a long time. I think so. Yeah, this is also the set with the Dragonic Overlord Break Ride. Um, True. And True. Uh, the Rebirth, which I guess was like the side deck, quote unquote, card against the Link Joker. I just remember him playing the Rebirth in the sh- in the show, and it being like, uh, like. Gaining like way too much power. <laughs> yeah, well, because the effect is like you counterblast one, choose you know one or more of your Kagura rare cards, lock them. Uh, if the number of lock cards you have is five or more until the end of the turn, this gets ten k, and then the restand ability. So the point was to be playing against Link Joker. They have like a triangle lock on you, so I'm like, okay, call two more things, lock those two. You're like, all right, restands online. Let's uh, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I think the Rebirth is probably one of the coolest cards in uh, in Lugia. A card is so cool. It does it all. And this set also had Venus Lugia too. Oh yeah, Venus Lugia is also super sick. Yeah, she she was a great card for what she was. Um, maybe not like super impactful overall. Like it got power card pretty quickly, but it, it was. Uh... Oh, how could we forget this card? It, this set also had Draglor Phantom. Oh my god. A card that literally said deal a damage to your opponent. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, so uh kill two uh Revengers gets plus ten K. Kill two, yeah, ten K and uh if you're there are four less damage, they take a damage. Oh. That's that's kinda awesome. Also not once per turn randomly. <laughs> if you got the resources, smoke them if you got them. Well, this is the same set with mono, right? Oh, Monarch Alfred? No, no, mana. The uh, the, oh. the I think it's a grade. I don't remember what grade it is, but it's a it's a grade two. That on call, you uh, you search your deck for a grade one or less Revenger, and call it to rear, and then at the end of turn you put it on bottom of your deck. Oh yeah, because call it sack. Yeah, because it was literally free. There was no counter blast. Yeah, because they played mana forever. Yeah, because mana was free boards. Yeah, that's a. Uh... What what a perfect way to end off the limit break era before Legion. You're like, all right. All this cool shit, and then uh, yep. then they come up with Legion, which again was like neat, I guess, but it didn't really like a it didn't last. B in the grand scheme of things, I don't think people liked it all that much. Mm, that could be true. There was a lot of really dumb stuff that came out in Legion era that kind of made it like pretty silly. Yeah, like what? I think actually think my least favorite part of Legion era was new extra players because <laughs> <laughs> they took forever. Yeah. Dude, but, it, they, it was like spinning your wheels. You took forever for no reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 ends up becoming a thing in G too. It's a not the I first know. time. Yeah, <laughs> we are keenly aware of Neo Nectar taking five fucking years in G era. Shout out Thanks, to Alvin. the shout out to the other Alvin and to uh, Gabe of Next Core. We uh, we love and hate yeah. you immensely. Although. Although I do think we can agree one set in Legion era that really shook things up again was EB-11, Requiem at Dusk, which introduced Revenger, Phantom Blaster Abyss. Oh boy. At this point, we still did not have clan restrictions in the game. It was always kind of unofficial with everything requiring you to have 
clan vanguard or the keyword lord where you literally couldn't attack unless your board was all the same clan. But they never made it an official rule that no, you can only play one clan. So theoretically, clan mixing was still a thing. And how this ended up turning out was people would play a card that was introduced earlier, Seeker, Thingsaver, Dragon, which let you... Uh, it was Counter Blast, Blast 2, two Soul, Soul Blast 3. Soul Blast 3. Rewrite Thingsaver and then Legion from Soul. Yeah, and then Legion, Blaster Blade Seeker from Soul. What's so. funny about this deck or the mixed decks that people are playing is they weren't even the best way to play it. People were doing it because there's nothing to stop them. And it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It was and just then, like, all these cards were absurd, though. Yeah. And then uh, Phantom Blaster Abyss was Counter Blast 2, Retire 3 Avengers. During the turn that it legioned, at the end of the battle attack of Vanguard, uh, you can stand it. And once per turn. Yep. It was just huge. It was like 22k restander, just... And there's not really a way to, like, not let them do it, because it obviously wasn't, uh, like, LB or anything. I was just yeah, like, yeah, like we're just going to You couldn't damage deny them. I guess you could stay on two, but then they would just bully you. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, so what made the, uh, the, the Abyss deck is, like, eventually you just kind of ran out of, like, val- value, because Revengers just had, like, you know, so many cards. Mm-hmm. And, like... There was, I'm trying to remember, there was a certain Shadow Paladin card that was, like, particularly obnoxious in in this, like, um, but I'm having trouble finding it now, so, uh, but there was one that was, like, that made your Vanguard even more annoying than it needed to be. Annoying how? Like, harder to guard. Harder to guard which clan? Shadow Paladin? Shadow Paladin, yeah. Made it harder to guard. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Abyss stayed meta. Even going into, like, early G-era, which... Mm-hmm. I mean, people were playing that, that Legion up until... Um, BT... GBT-6? Yeah. Like, up until we got uh, G-Guards, basically. Yeah. So up until that Finders Collection. And then people were still playing it for a bit after that, and, uh... Well, kind of fell mm-hmm. off I don't know what to tell you. But, I mean, the, the G-era, that, that's a, a, a good transition. Um... I hereby posit the first uh, set of G-Era, which is GBTO2, Soaring Ascent of Gale and Blossom. Now, strides uh, early in G-Era were like, if you hit, you, you can you can give something to 5k, or <laughs> if you hit, you can draw a card. <laughs> yeah, like, early strides were not that great. And I think that's fine, you know, it's the, the beginning of a new, new mechanic. The second strides of all decks were... You know, pretty good. You, you, uh, if you flip and you got two things face up, you can do this. Examples include uh, Conquest Dragon, which, um, so you flip and then if it, yeah. you have two or more face up in G Zone, um, and then your front row gets 5k for each open front row R. So that was big at the time. But, uh, you know, you got Managarm in this set, which was a big deal for Grey Nature for a long time. Also, Big Belly, which was fine. It wasn't great. Uh, the, it existed. It, it, it existed. You had uh, Primavera, the incredibly specific GR for Neo Nectar that Gabe always ran one copy of in the very specific scenario that he would need it, but he almost never did. Yeah. Um, well, Primavera. Rather, I'm getting Alvin there. Also did the exact same thing. Oh. Oh. 
Wait, what was the one that did the exact same thing? No, I said... No, I said, I think Other Alvin did the exact same thing with Primavera. He had, like, exactly one for the one time he needs it. I don't know, yeah. He killed me with that card a lot. <laughs> like, what? I would just be like, oh, am I okay? And then I was just somehow dead to that card. <laughs> like, it was just like, oh, okay, I guess I die here. That card is, like, very expensive, but when they have the resources to do it, it just murders you. It's, like, actually meme. <laughs> Um, Royal Paladin got a decent one in this set that, like, it lasted kind of long for what it was, uh, Samuel, where when an attack to mm -hmm. Vanguard, if they have four or less damage and you have a full board, you can counter blast two and deal them a damage. So that was, like, good yeah. as, like, a comeback mechanic. You're like, oh, they're at three and I need to put some pressure on, put them to four. Also, also like, before we continue, can I just say... For all the garbage we did get in GBT1, it also did introduce Dragonic Overlord the Cross, because oh, we have yeah. to somehow keep playing Dote as much as humanly possible. What's funny is that, like, that particular the Cross wouldn't end up being that crazy until the era, <laughs> because of the second the end. Yeah. But the, the, no, the like, Cross was I think... played. It was yeah, played, but, was played it... a decent amount. but it wasn't, like... As it wasn't impactful. oppressive. I just oh, no, it wasn't good. oppressive. I just want to bring up that like, just hammering home how powerful Dragonic Overlord the End is. It's still being played all these sets later at the start of a compl at two different mechanics. It's being played in Vier right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, what you've all been waiting for is, of course, Marine General of the Heavenly Soap, Lambros. Um, so this thing basically, well, first of all, it made Aquaforce incredibly expensive to start with because you could use it on first or second stride well, like the fourth battle or more flips a copy of it face up to stand two things. The only like limitation was if you had two or more in G zone, then the stuff gets 10 K, but if not, you still get two restands, um, for free, I might add. There's no counter blast or anything. Um, so this came in quite a quite a handy for Aquaforce to the point where like when did this set come out? 2015. Uh, it is five years later, and people still will sometimes run two copy of this in premium. Wait, what? Yeah, like it's still around. Um, My God, please yeah. go away. It's obviously not a four of, but like it's still there. Like it. You can first try it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was just such a like seminal card, and then it was uh, stacked on by the Commander Thavas that came out a few months later. Um, mm -hmm. The only reason I didn't include that as my set of choice is that Aquaforce was already kind of like riding high, and that was just making it worse. <laughs> Well, it just gave us uh, the, that set. The other set just gave us uh, that grade one idiot uh, Odysseus, right? Yeah. Odysseus. And the Legion. What? Yeah. And the Legion for Geneva. Genovius. Genovius, yeah. yeah. It gave us a bunch of Ripple stuff that ended up taking worlds. <laughs> for like the wrong reason too, because that that was the first uh, that was the first version of Bushiroad's like humiliation when it came to card design. They were like, we want you to do this, and some guy goes, nah, mate, I'm gonna do this instead. There was yeah. a random Metalborg there for some reason, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about them, too. 
Yeah. Oh, poor metal boards. They got such a raw deal the next time around. Um. Right. And in V era, where they basically just reprinted them as is, not accounting for all of the changes in the game. That's what I was referring to. (laughs) Um. Then uh, anybody got one after this? Uh. Well, I'm gonna kind of slam two sets together because they came one after another, but I'm gonna say GBT 4 and 5. Okay. Because mm-hmm. 4 introduced Next Age uh, what's his face? I believe Refros is in this set too. It is, yes. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. And also I believe Aura Geyser was still good back then, so it had Aura Geyser damned in there. Yeah. Um... That you was know. even before Orgeyser was, like, at a type time, actually. Mm-hmm. Orgeyser Damned was, like, much worse at this point than it was later. It, so yeah. this set also gave us uh, the base Fenrir, right? It didn't give us the big Fenrir yet? Yeah, it gave us the original Fenrir and uh, Vanner Damned yeah. as a strike. I see. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the yeah. Wiseman Loop wouldn't come until later. out of this set, personally. But yeah, the big thing that came out of this was fucking Refros. Although, Next Age being in this set kind of sets the bi- foundation for the next set becoming meta. What, Moonlight Dragon Fang, right? Yeah, because that was the one that introduced Melum. Hmm. Yeah, the only reason I want to... I just want to say one more thing about 4. 4, mm-hmm. not, if not only had uh, Doctoroid, Refros, it also had Nurse Broken Heart, it had Gavrel... Oh, fucking yeah. broken heart that broken heart yeah, is the reason yeah. that so... broken heart is the reason that the broken common club exists is because of her pretty much yeah 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 mm-hmm. so this is the set that started the obnoxious angel feather stuff in g era and it's just like actually disgusting and i believe yeah. the fighters collection with all the nokia stuff came out soon after this mm-hmm. and so you or maybe before, even yeah. before it uh and so you just had like these absurd angel feather decks out of this yep but yeah, I'm putting this on there just for, like, how much Refros did for Angel Feather throughout the lifespan of G. Broken Heart, too. The... Yeah. And then, is Moonlight Dragon Rain literally just because of uh, Melum? Yeah, that one's more of an honorable mention just because of Melum. I think everything else was fairly inconsequential, but Melum just enabled Gear Chronicles so hard... And I think they rode that for like three, four sets afterwards. So, God, was this deck? Was this set only for Gear Chronicle like regards? Yeah. Okay. L- 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 let's let's look at the rest. You got Pale Moon, which got absolute garbage. You have OTT, which got worse <laughs> garbage. You have Narukami, which got some stuff that became useful later, but not at the time. Like, um, yeah, like you got Chaos Universe, good, but like it took a while for it to get there, and then I believe Amnesty Messiah was just better than Exilus. Wow, this deck was really just for random Link Joker, or Gear Chronicle uh, rear guards and ran and like a Link Joker card or two. Yeah, Arrestor Messiah, and you had uh, Universe, and that was it, right? We got like I think so. Pale Moon got a stride that turned out to be useful against the Link Joker problem later, Lunatech Dragon, because it, at GB three it was a crit plus one, so you could at least put like, and it a had little no pressure. other text, I believe. Right? It was like mm-hmm. everything called from Soul gets two K. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's you know? not real. That's not real. Yeah. Text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the set is more or less just an honorable mention. God, I hate that the set exists. <laughs> I, I think this yeah. makes it, like, almost it, supplanting GBTO4, just because you have one card, Melum, 
that completely turns the yep. game on its head. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, does Urwitar come in this set, or is that the one before? I don't remember. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah, he's Moonlit Dragon Fang, so he comes in here too. Uh, okay, so two random cards that became extremely consequential for Gear Chronicle, and like a bunch of random filler for everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another um, couple of honorable mentions are gonna be like GBT seven and eight because we got Enigmatic Assassin and I think Taro, respectively. Oh man, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so. Both those cards are, like, random commons that ended up being extremely broken and are still problematic and to this also day. also GR Fenrir, the card that carries Genesis throughout all of, uh... Oh, yeah, here. that's right. We also have GR Fenrir, which is what enables all this Taro bullshit. All and the wise man. And so, like, G- GBT-8 is the yeah. set that created, like, that good... Mm-hmm. Night Rose like meta so that's when we had like night rose being good we had wise men we had gears um yeah you had gears you still had kagura running around yeah like you just had like lots of really good decks and this is this this is like the fall of uh my last or alvin or all of our last year at ucr um yes this 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 metagame was actually like pretty tough like there's a lot of really tough decks to play yeah. So, it was really sweet. I, yeah, I think 7 was less consequential, basically just uh, enigmatic, but GBT-8, though. You, Damn. You, you got uh, the Sharhad stride that, like, not warping, but pretty pretty solid. Uh, steeped in sin? Solid. Yeah. Um, Ilmatar wasn't bad, like... Oh, they also introduced Glanzend, which was just mm. better than Sharhad at the time, I think. Yes, it was. Um, Glorious Raining? Re- really, really good. Oh, uh, that's a really good. That yeah, a, that's good. That really good card too. Yeah, it was just this, this set was just full of good cards. Yeah, and like some of the worst like, that That's not even going down to like things like Negro Lily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, f- things like uh, Gil was in this set, I believe, right? <laughs> or no, Gil was didn't matter. That wasn't the card that I'm thinking of. Uh, that, Gil... was, that was the last one. Gil was the grade two. Um... Yeah, what was the grade one idiot? That was in the previous set, I think. Uh, Gelia. No, Gelia was in the set. Gelia was in the set. He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that card ended up being insane. Sorry, I get all those weird uh, names mixed up. The Nordic mm. names. I, I have problems with like the Japanese um, like ninja names, the Murakumo and the Nubatama ones. Dude, I don't even remember their names honestly. <laughs> those are the ones. Like, that, if somebody uh, asked, me. like, if somebody held a gun to my head and was like, name like. Named like some Murakumo card, and I'd be like, just, just, just pull, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting nowhere here. This is also so. the part where we start seeing a lot of uh, cards that either get resist or just have resist for no reason. Um, oh man, this is a set that had Knight's Final, had uh, had all those seven C's oh, nonsense. Yeah, that's right, it had Knight's Final, which enabled <laughs> Seven Runner. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah, horse. This set was actually right. really insane in terms of just destroying Bushi Road's card game. Yeah, yeah, this was this set was awesome. Uh, Horsa, <laughs> the the guy that gets two K every time you call something to him and the thing in the same column. Man, that card now seems weak after we brought up fucking Knight's Final. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it, it, it was solid for a long time because like Richard would be like chain oh, calling sure. eighty thousand times. It's like all right, seventy five K. You're like. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 we get it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, and then 
Were there any sets between this and the no, one? No, 9 was atrocious. Ten yeah, was... 9 was atrocious. 10 was, like, good. whatever. I think 11 was okay. 12 was good, but not standout. I think we like to point to 12 as, like, the golden era of... Yeah, like, 10 G to 12 there. is the, the sweet spot, in my opinion. Yeah. Arguably 9, because everything wasn't crazy. It was mm, whatever. Yeah. Like, 11 had Ziegenberg, which was pretty important for Kagero. Uh, it also had the new Sharhot, which was actually good, and Blader Mouse, who was quite nice for Dark Irregulars. Uh, gl- I'm just kind of glossing over these really quickly, because I know what Atlas wants to get to. I know, I uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, 12 had Ichikishima, which was nice, but yeah, I don't think the next couple sets are particularly defining. They were just nice. Yeah. They, they were oh, like... I, the... I, thought, I thought it was... I think the... So after 12, I think, like... I think some of this set, some of the stuff was really cool, but it kind of returned, like, the kind of the problems we had before it, where you needed, like, oh yeah, get ready to get four of your GR all over again. Hmm. Because they were that which good. kind of what's... Yeah, like, that's where we got, like, like, because, like, 13 is when we got, like, the Purge and, uh, uh, what is that guy, Alexandros or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, make yeah. sure you have four of these. But, like, sets yeah, and 10, then 11... also introduced the Zero the Dragons. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, like, sets 10, 11, and 12 were the, like, Jimmy Carter of Vanguard sets. You were like, you didn't do anything super crazy, but it was, like, a decently... You did, you did well for what you were. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then kind of the next set to, like, screw us, to, like, basically rewrite what people are what people are doing was yeah. GPT-14, uh, Divine Dragon Apocrypha. Well, wait, oh, Atlas sorry. had a set you wanted to talk about first. Oh, never mind, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, this was before then. Uh, yeah, so, uh, G-Clan Booster 6, Rondo of Chaos and Salvation. This is, a uh, Lynch Oker, uh, Clan mm-hmm. Booster set, and we get it, like, right near the end of 2017, um, so this is, like, after we've all graduated, um, and we're off <laughs> doing stuff, but, uh, you had things like Chaos Breaker Deluge, uh, the Omega Fall Glendios, Glue Ball Dragon, um, the Chaos Breaker Stride Bonus, uh, Colony Maker, was that a reprint? Again. Yeah. Yes. It, it was a reprint, um, but still real solid, uh, but mostly it was the, it was the set that finally made Chaos, like broken because it was like ripping stuff out of your hand to call is locked and then it would like either omega lock or call lock cards over your stuff and it got to the point where they had to start making strides and different effects to deal with uh locks directly or indirectly so like example in aqua force around that time you get the g guard that lets you turn cards face up either in damage or on board so you can just unlock mm-hmm. your stuff. You had the Harry Stride, right? Actually, right as GR ends, we got it as a promo. That would uh, you pull in cards instead of uh, units, so you could pull in lock cards and then call stuff. Um, but it it just kind of like tipped the balance of locking versus not locking, where it just got too good, and then they had to swing the stale in the other direction to compensate. But also, Omega Fall Glendius. <laughs> <laughs> that was some dank memes. Uh. Megafall. Yes. What was uh, Megafall was like? Oh, because you would make them call cards from the top of their deck as locked, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was. That you was. Will the call. Kicker. But also, it had Globule Doper, which is a cute name or whatever. 
whatever. I'm done with yeah. this. Uh, on on with the 14. Also, Omega Fall dealt you a damage so you could get to your limit break 5. <laughs> Alright, so GBT 14, Divine Dragon Apocrypha. Uh, so this is the second big boss set. It had a Dragon Deity of Destruction Geese, or Geese, or whatever it ended up being. Geese, I think. And it was, uh, you know, another one of those basically win the game cards. But except this one had, like, an interesting condition where you couldn't get power from triggers. But every time you would get a trigger, you would flip up a uh, Zerath Dragon or G-Zone. Then when you get, uh, what, five of them? Yeah. Six of them? However many it was. It's five of uh, them. And th- then you would uh, basically put this card in your Vanguard and you would be 30k for the remainder of the game. And every time you'd start your turn, you would uh, deal five damage to your opponent. Yep. So this was just, you know, another one of those, I could just turtle up and win the game eventually cards. And uh, yeah, this uh, this turned the game into a thing where people were like, "All right, if you're if you see Neon Gize as their starter, start dropping everything you can to kill them before they become Gize." Yep, yep. And uh, it was actually nuts. Yeah, like people were throwing down triggers. They would call their starter to the f- f- side front, just so you can be like, "All right." But what's crazy is like games where like s- some decks could actually like get some of hits on Gize even post uh mm-hmm. post, post nonsense. Yeah, post uh reversing because that was <laughs> like was a reversible whack. card. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like the big thing. And then there were a couple of ZRs Ultima Dust, which Ultima's ends up ended up being the better VR later, but Dust at the time was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, because uh, when they originally printed it, it was absolutely broken. Oh yeah, it just said deal a damage to your opponent but didn't have the four less restriction. So you know you could just get your opponent five damage and like uh, deal one, you're dead. Yep. I think and they, people uh, tried to justify it. I believe they um, they eroded it right, like yeah. immediately. They eroded no, no, it no, before. No, no, I don't. Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, they ch- because ev- when the effect was revealed, everyone flipped their shit, so they changed it before it went to print. Yeah. So the set also had a Chronovisor Heritage, which is a super sick card for Gear Chronicle. Oh, God. Yeah. It, it had, had the Shiranui Stride, didn't it? It had Rene, yeah. It had a Dragabus Luard. It, it had, had every. It had all these sweet cards. Yeah. It, it had all the things that stayed meta going into V. It mm-hmm. had, uh... It, it, it had, like, good Brave stuff way too late. Yep. <laughs> sure did. All right. What, uh... Now, shall, shall we continue on into something that will just be a running theme throughout the last segment of th- this episode? Oh, here yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, G Clan Booster 7, Diva's Festa, which is the Bermuda Triangle set that also had Megiddo in it. Oh, right, and Stop. it was like, uh, it looked like a Bermuda Triangle card. Yep. They made Waifu Megiddo because they could. I forgot they did that. And there was, always, yeah. there was always that one guy who like brought it to locals and went, dude, fuck you. Uh, if I still played the game, I would buy it just for the sake of pissing people off. For sure, yeah. But yeah, this introduced... I forgot if Chochos were good at this point. I think they were. Did they? Yeah, like, wasn't there like a, they were good for about five seconds and then that was it? I don't think I don't remember Chocho's being good. I remember everyone yeah. playing Ange, right? Yep, it's just Ange. <laughs> uh, 
Anja yeah, just was absolutely ridiculous and was still good going into Vieira. Cards just value. Yeah, because when you ride it or when you stride, you could just draw cards. Oh and yeah, then... I like that. For a Soul Blast one. Yeah, and then you could also just get something with GB2, aka itself, and use it as stride fodder. Mm-hmm. And then when you're at GB2, instead of discarding for stride, you just call them to your rearguard circle. Because why would you want to pay cards to stride? Yeah, why would you do that? Uh-huh. Don't look at me, man. Luar didn't do that. Why would why would Bermuda? Yep. Actually, absolutely insane. I love yeah, it. so that was really good. I can't remember which strides were used from the set, if any. Mm -hmm. It was the clan booster. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I think it was the G guard, actually, that was... Ellie? The... Ellie was nuts. Yeah. Ellie was actually nuts. So, Ellie says... Oh, yeah, it just gets 10,000 shield for each... Each sentinel in your drop zone and each copy of herself in your G zone. And then at GB2, you can soul blast one, and when it's put in your G zone face up, you can turn it back down. Infinite G guard works. Well, as long as you have heals, I guess. Yeah. So, infinite G guards that just had a million power because, of course, you're having sentinels in your drop zone. Like, they just made it so you can't play this card at all. Now, remind me if I'm wrong, but I believe. There was a Bermuda card in this very set that could discard to G-Guard? Right! Bitch! <laughs> is, that, is that right? Am I thinking of the right thing? It's the uh, it's a grade 2 with that's just the effect. It's you may discard this as a heal trigger for the cost of a G-Guard. Yep. Trying to yeah, remember so, what the name of that card is. Yeah, I also don't remember the name of that card is because I'm dumb. <laughs> I don't even remember what rarity that card is. Or yeah, I, me neither. So I could say I could probably here send it is attractive glow sandy. So it is a double R grade two. All it says is continuous hand. This may card may be regarded as a card with heal for the cost to call a G guardian. Actually insane. That was a double R. Actually nuts. Yep. So <laughs> you just had infinite value with Andre. You had infinite defense with Ellie and eight heal triggers effectively for G guarding. I don't think any of the strides were particularly powerful, but I think the old Andrew was still good at that point. Yeah, for sure. It's just and... a lot of value. Yep. So, uh... Got, got any more Bermuda memes before we uh, get into V-Era proper? Or... I mean, V-Era is just more Bermuda memes. If I, Like, thinking about radical shifts in the meta, it always starts with Bermuda Triangle being OP. Yeah, pretty much. Reasonable. <laughs> so yeah, well, like sometimes. Oh, I guess that no, that's pretty true actually. Yeah, cause like, uh, what? Cause Zanbaku wasn't completely warping. We still had cards that could play around it. Like I think. Oh fuck! What was it called now? The Bermuda, the first Bermuda set. I can't. The melody support. That's what it was. Jeez. Mm -hmm. That was just really powerful, and it completely dominated the meta for a while. Basically that because, entire summer. Yeah, because it was just free value like Anjie was. And then they so, hit, yeah, that was a thing. Then they hit one of the Melody Grade 3s, I think Sonata maybe? 
Yeah. And uh, Lizalette. And then... Yeah. Like, and also, like, Lizalette was a f- trial deck card that was just a free on-call that you could play at grade one. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the meta became, like, really Excelfa for a while with, like, Phantasmal Steed Restoration. Mm-hmm. Which I guess had Mordred too, but it also had, you know, that's when, like, Kuga came up, we had Lukier. Yeah. And so, you know, we had, like, two strong Excel. De- so this was after we got the, the second gifts, right? So Bermuda mm-hmm. came out, then we got the second gifts, right? Because Bermuda I crushed. So. Yeah, because Bermuda crushed out Shiryuki and stuff. Yeah. So, so <laughs> like, Bermuda crushed the meta so hard they had to invent gift twos. Yeah, so then they started printing second gifts, and we ended up getting, well, I guess, so we got, like, right in a row, mm-hmm. we got some Ezel stuff, which was pretty pretty okay, which made a huge memes and premium, but then we got, like, a bunch of stuff, like Markumo, we got, uh, like I said, Pale Moon, and, like, right after that, we get the extra booster to give more, and this is kind of a hard thing to, like, put in one place. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm bringing it up now, but we also got Tajikaze with uh, Angerblader like right afterward. Yeah. So we just had like this huge dump of Excel clans that are all had really strong support right afterward. Yep. And then somehow Bermuda Triangle decided to come in and dunk on all of them again when they made Riviere. Oh man. So which they, they had to erupt. Not only, <laughs> not only did that happen, they all this was after the restriction, right? Well, which restriction? No, I think it was. Was this after this was so this was after the restriction of Angerblader, right? Was it? I think it was before. I think those came out at the same time. Okay. Yeah, no, that's probably okay, that yeah, that's probably true then. Yeah, yeah. So I, then that comes out and Riviere's still insane, but so is Tachi. Mm-hmm. Like Tachi's still insane, Riviere's still insane. Yeah, and then they and like, like Narukami's out, which is also nuts. Yep. And then they dumped Riviere, but I think Coral and Pacifica were still, like, okay, just not, like, meta-destroying good. Yeah, like, Riviere was gone, like, completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Narukami got a small hit, but was still pretty good. And then yeah, Tachikaze hit... got brutally murdered. <laughs> yep, they just murdered Angerblader. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know what's so you funny? You can still play now if you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt was texting us in the group chat today, he's like, you know... The, the the deck with Angerblader is literally just you run the one and then that's it. Like if you if yeah, you draw it's only grade three. <laughs> if you draw it in the opening hand, you're like, all right, game plan's on. Let's do it. <laughs> well, you're playing, you know, uh, what is it? Solidar Bangle. The look at top, like shove a grade two or less in soul. Yeah. Like look at top three for a card, add it to hand, put the rest on bottom. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. playing four grade three searcher, and you're playing all like the lacerator to try to find it. Yeah. So it's pretty funny, but uh, you know, you still like need to find Angerblader. If you take Angerblader on damage, you just pick up your cards. It's that easy. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I would like to say though, like I think Riviere has kind of influenced card design that came after her because this was when we just started getting multi-attack and everything besides Excel. Oh, yes. for sure. Um, and then yeah. they also started nerfing Excel. Like this set after uh, the Angerblader set is the Mysterious Fortune, which is one of the worst sets ever. Um, <laughs> you got I- Agravain, you have Isabel, which, fuck you, the original Isabel was terrible, and Sephiroth, which, while cool, didn't really do all that much. Um, and I will leave it at that. So, yeah. any others? Any other... Um, I mean, we always like, like to talk about the most recent set with Luard. 
Well, I just can I just make a comment about the sets in between? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can make an argument that every set in between here has, like, drastically shifted the meta. Yeah. And that's kind of what's been going on. Is like, if you look at Silverdust Blades, that had Dot X and Messiah, right? Both those yep. decks were insane on release. Mm-hmm. The next set had Harry and Night Rose, which were both very good on release. It also had uh, Butterfly to Moonlight. Also had things like um, Yasuie, which wasn't like... I, I, it also had Charhat, right? Mm-hmm. So you had Di, you had Night Rose, you had Harry, all in that set, and then even Yasue was like pr- okay on release, but got a lot better with the PR that they printed later. That they printed later. Yeah. And so like basically you had this set where like basically every set was now like, oh, these sets are good, for like a yeah. couple sets in a row. And yeah. then they came out with Luard, which again was just completely meta warping. And it's still, like, two sets later, that deck is still, like, yeah. the best deck in the format. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, it's now that the, threatening it. Yeah, unfortunately, like, Lambros and stuff just wasn't enough to deal with Luard. No, so the PR was... makes Lambros a lot better, though. Oh, okay. That's good. Which sucks, because, like... But it's still, like, not great. I, I like what Grey Nature and Aquaforce got in the set. And Nova Grappler, too. They got some cool stuff. Yeah. It's just... Luard is just fucking... Knocking shit over mm-hmm. everywhere. Dude, BBT yeah, but na- kind of ass cheeks. Yeah, but now we have VBT twelve. Are we on now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we just did yeah. the set review for last week. You know, last yep, week. Sure did. Yep, and you know, I think we can agree that Gurgurin is probably going to be meta defining, and the rest of them are probably like comparable to things like Rose and Sharhat. At least, yeah, I think that Gavrel is like another casino deck, but it's still like pretty mm-hmm. good. I think Gurguit is um, really good. The deck just has like a lot of insane turns. Like Aglavale is actually nuts. Um, like, and it scales really well. Like what Luar does well against other decks is just scale really hard because you end up with just a fuck ton of force markers. Gurguit d- scales very similarly because of Gurguit passive, where you get plus five k for each Excel circle. It's pretty easy to end up with like even three Excel circles, like pretty quickly, and, and so that's plus fifteen k to your front row, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. How long and, like, before they choice restrict Gurgrid and Bluish Flames? Oh, who knows, not. dude. But then like Full Bronto is also strong, right? Like that deck just creates a lot of multi-attacking with the with its bind mechanics, but that deck's <laughs> not even like showing results. And we and I still think that deck's like pretty okay. Despite being a little awkward, but yeah. uh, but like, and I and I don't even know where to place Genesis. Like, I just have no idea. We, uh, I mean, the, the the best like sample size we can get for this is Chris. Um, mm. So maybe maybe uh, put a pin in that for now and see yeah. where that goes. Oh, for sure, no, for sure. Like, yeah. but like, I know I know last weekend Chris played in uh, Proof's uh, Proof held a small tournament in his server. And, uh, mm-hmm. or I guess Slash held a tournament in Proof Server. Yeah. Uh, but he was uh, using Divine Gauge for that. Yeah, yeah, he was using Divine Gauge. He got second. And, mm-hmm. like, it was, a, it was only a 16-person tournament, like, pretty small, which isn't, isn't you know, isn't great in front of that. But, like, you know, it's just, like, just pop something there with, with uh, yeah. Genesis. I and just, there's, like, that's the thing, games. is, like, devotion to his meme gimmick aside, like, he actually thinks Astral Planes are probably going to be better. I see. So, you know, because you have the Astral Plane deck you can build, you, like, have his Divine Gauge nonsense. There's another um, Fenrir deck you can build. And then there's the, like, Mill meme deck. <laughs> but, like, a, you know, a lot there's of, four a lot builds of off the top of my head. Yeah. Like, 
may may or may not have something. I don't know. But, and we're on another Bermuda set release, so we'll see how they destroy the meta this time. Yeah, but well, I guess they... doing the Himiko nonsense, right? Which is probably yeah. not. But like, okay, so the the thing with the uh, Genesis, at least with the uh, Astral Plane stuff, is that there's like cool shit you can do in Premium with, at the very least, the Fenrir and uh, and Astral Plane stuff. And in the latter case, we have a whole ass article on our Patreon that uh, you can read at any tier. Um, Dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, get access to that, plus uh, so much more. Uh, like a whole bonus show every week, Nexus Tangents with us. Uh, and uh, if you donate ten dollars more, you get shouted out each week, like uh, Cole and Nathan. So thanks for for donating. And uh, did you guys have anything else before I like sign off here? Or no, I don't think so. Yeah, I know that kind of like felt like it, it slammed into the wall, but I had to take the segue. It was too easy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the show. You can find us at uh, Nexus at Night Twitter, Instagram, or you can help support the show at patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. Where can people find you guys? You can find me on Twitter at Wiggums, two G's, two Z's. Find me at Plasma Clips. And then find me at Atlas Novak, uh, Twitter, Instagram, or find my other show at Bad Reading Pod in the same places. Uh, this week we're doing It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh Bringing back Mia Mars from uh, our Pushing Daisies episode. What's up? Is it always sunny in Philadelphia, though? Uh, maybe. I, I all I know is that I do a really terrible version of Frank uh, of Danny DeVito. So reasonable. Enjoy that. That'll be out Friday. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody.